Hello, everyone. Welcome into the Grace Point Daily Podcast. I am your host, Pastor Jeremiah Johnson. Thank you so much for joining us. This is episode number 16, titled The Broken Window. We've passed the 15 mark. We're on to 16. Thank you so much. Hey, the Grace Point Daily Podcast brings spiritual perspective from a variety of people on how to daily walk in the grace of God and point people to Jesus. So that's what this podcast is for. It's to give you daily encouragement for your daily walk with Christ. So whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on, thank you so much. We have 16 episodes that you can check out and that you can listen to. If you're listening on Anchor, you can favorite our podcast. You can favorite it. You can applause it. You can share it. Please do those things. Let other people know about it. Be like, hey, have you checked out the Grace Point Daily Podcast? It's amazing, right? But we just want you to be a part of it. Uh, we, we take time, energy, and effort to try and give you some good content and good material on the show. So thank you so much. I look forward to spending many, many more episodes with you. And we're almost pushing the 500 mark. So after this episode, I know that we're going to shoot over that and we're going to continue onward into the future for the Grace Point Daily Podcast. Thank you so much. Well, today's episode is called The Broken Window. This is actually a little sermon that I tested out on our congregation at Grace Point in Carthage, Missouri. And then I followed it up with sharing it uh, at a community worship night. Here in Carthage, Missouri, we have a large event called the Maple Leaf Days, and it really is very cool. It's a very cool, uh, tight local event. It brings people from around the area. They have a big parade and all these kind of things. But one of the big things uh, or one of the things that they have is a community worship night. It's where different churches get together and we had a night of worship and it was it's it's really great. I'm a unity guy. Shout out to Greg Johnson. I don't know if he ever listens to this podcast, but going back to my Utah days where I was involved with an organization called Standing Together, I've always had a passion for unity and to be a part of that. And even as I've come here, I am part of a weekly prayer meeting with other pastors. I take part in a monthly ministerial association where I connect with other pastors. And I love it, man. It's about the kingdom of God. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about us. It's about the kingdom of God. And that's my prayer for the area where I'm at is that God would just move greatly in all the churches. And I pray that that's, that would be your heart and your mindset and your attitude in the place that God has positioned you. But I was thinking, you know, we were at one of our ministerial meetings and they're like, okay, who's going to speak this year? Who's going to speak this year? Who's going to speak this year? Uh, and no one volunteered. And I got that, you know, eerie feeling as the new guy that, oh man, I think they'll just, they're going to pitch it off on the new guy. And sure enough, they're like, um, uh, let's, uh, Jeremiah, why don't you want to do it? And sure enough, I actually really love to do that kind of stuff. I really love events like that. So uh, I tried to not act too excited, but say, yeah, man, I, I'd love to do it. So anyway, I uh, accepted that. And it wasn't really long after that, that God gave me this sermon idea called The Broken Window. And it's, it's obviously relevant to every one of you listening. It's relevant. It was relevant to our church and, and to our community. But uh, And I'm going to break it down, what, what I mean by that title, The Broken Window. But it's interesting because as we did that event, uh, and as I've been in this area, um, and I've just been here about three months now, it's interesting. It's interesting being the new guy. You know, when you move into an area and you're the new guy, there's, there's good parts to that because number one, there's an excitement. Typically there's buzz. Um, this community that I live in is not a large community. It's a community of about 15,000 people. So, you know, word can get around at least to other church people, Christians and like, Hey, there's a new pastor over there. And 
and uh, and then people, you know, there's there's a portion of people in your congregation that are, are like, yeah, we got a new guy. This is amazing. There's probably a portion of people that are like, no, we're not excited. And anyway, but anyway, there's excitement. And part of that reason is because there's new vision, there's new ideas. You know, you you haven't been here before. So, you know, as a new guy, you have different ideas and plans and and you come in all excited because you're dreaming big dreams and 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 all these kind of things. So there's really a lot of uh, uh, it's fun being the new guy in some ways. And it's, it's exciting. But then there's also the bad of being a new guy. When you step into a community and you're the new guy, number one, you're kind of annoying. You know, that excitement, that vision that you bring uh, can be a little bit annoying because other people are like, oh, man, you know, you you haven't paid a price. You haven't done anything here yet. Who are you to say that you're going to come in and reach this whole city for Jesus and all those kind of things? So it's it's there's there's a bad part of being a new guy. And that is, uh, you know, that you can kind of be frowned upon. And, and it is very interesting. I remember going back to when I was a pastor in Utah, uh, kind of having the same experience. You come in as new new guys. Some people like you. Some people don't like you. You got visions in your dreams. Some people are excited. Some people are not excited. And I remember uh, as I connected with pastors there that you, you could see that same kind of feeling, not just among church people, but also amongst the pastors. And after I had been there um, going on five, six years, you know, I wasn't uh, an old guy, but I wasn't a super new guy anymore. And and I, I finally kind of could relate to what that feeling was like as someone who had been there for a while, who'd labored, invested, uh, who worked to have a new guy come in and just be like, oh, I'm going to win the whole world for Jesus. But I really took on the mindset and attitude that I, th- I think it's a great thing. I think it's a great thing when God brings in new things to our cities, to our communities. And by that, I mean new pastors, new churches, um, new ministries, because God is trying to stir up new things. You know, God, our, our God is a God of new things. Our God is is constantly doing new things. So um, that's part of being the new guy. And hopefully what I believe is that God did bring me here to, for certain people, for this church and for the city to, to be a part. This is not a one man show, but it, it is to help stir up and renew passion. But let me dive into a scripture today. And then I'll give you a few thoughts on this whole message called the broken window in revelation chapter two, verse four to five. It says, however, I'm reading out of the voice version, my favorite version. However, I have this against you. You have abandoned your first love. Do you remember what it was like before you fell? It's time to rethink and change your ways. Go back to how you first acted. However, if you do not return, I will come quickly and personally remove your lampstand from its place. So let me dive into this message called the broken window. Now, here's where this whole broken window comes from. I remember it was a while back and actually when I was in Utah, I was connecting with a guy who was going to our church at the time and he was a businessman and he would, uh, we've had good conversations and you know, because he was a business guy, he would give me thoughts from that world and from that perspective, which were very good. And one time we were talking about this book called The Broken Window. I've never gotten, I've never got the book. I know it's a like a business book. It's not a Christian book, but uh, a business book that existed. I don't even know when. But here's basically the premise and the concept of the book. It's about a man who uh, had a, a business and started off a business. And as many people who start a business, there's such passion and their zeal because the product that he was uh, selling, he, he was very passionate about and and uh, had such great dreams that this business would grow and be very productive and 
uh, give him financial increase and all those kind of things. And that's what happened for this individual is that, you know, he started off and things are going well because he has a mission and he has a plan and things are going well in a business perspective. But as time goes on for many of us, no matter what you're doing or what it is that you're passionate about, that passion began to dissipate uh, in some senses. And the same excitement, the same zeal just wasn't there anymore. And little by little, things began to fade. Uh, and even so much so that there was a window and it was a storefront business and there was a window in the front that got broken through through some type of event. And he, he noticed, he noticed that the window was broken and he said to himself, you know, I will get to that someday. I'll, I'll make sure and fix that. But day after day began to pass and that broken window remained the same. And he finally got to the point where business was on the verge of concluding it was it was not in a good place and he brought in some help what can i do to revive my business and one p- person comes up and who's trying to help him says you know you have a broken window uh, in the front your business doesn't even look good you got broken windows and uh, you, you need to fix those first of all so your business looks better and the point being that this man had kind of existed for so long in in apathy in regards to his business that he couldn't see the broken windows anymore. And you know what? I think this happens in our spiritual life. You know, when we get first get saved, I mean, you know, we just read that in, in the scripture. Do you remember what it was like before you fell? I mean, for those of us, I mean, we all have different testimonies, but I know that, again, I always go back to my testimony. I remember what it was like before I had Christ. And I remember what it was like when I received Christ and how amazing that was. And how my life completely changed and I was so passionate and I was so zealous for the Lord and I just wanted to give God everything and I and I you know I was going to church and and I I was doing everything for Jesus. But it's interesting isn't it in our spiritual life that even in the most radical of testimonies and conversions that you know the, the longer we live for Jesus the harder it is to keep that zeal and that passion going for him. And this is what happens in the scripture is that this particular church and this people, they lost their passion and they lost their zeal for the Lord. And God was calling them back. And he's like, you need to go back to that place where I'm your everything, where you're pursuing me with everything that you have. And so here today, I want to give you three thoughts of encouragement um, in regards to the broken window is number one, I want you to remember, I want you, you know, we should I don't know how often we need to do this. I guess maybe um, psychologists could tell us, <laughs> but uh, I don't know how often we need to do this, but I, I do do this on a at least a semi-regular basis is that I often try to go back to and remember what it was like before Christ, that I remember you know, my conversion. I remember when I got saved. I remember when Jesus became so real to me. I always try to remember that. And I want to stay in that mode and I want to stay in that position. Now, I know it's not going to be the same because things have gotten changed. I've gotten, I've gotten older. I've gotten married. I have kids. Uh, I'm in the ministry. So, you know, there's a billion different things that have changed, but God, may we never cease or stop remembering what it was like when you came into our life, that, that we don't remember what it was like to be lost because we are now, in, in regards to this broken window window concept, we are now called to repair the broken windows and the broken lives of people as followers of Christ. That's now what I exist for is to repair broken windows. And I can't, and one thing that's going to help me be motivated in regards to that is if I remember what it was like for me, what if I remember what it was like to be lost, if I remember what it was like when I got saved, then all of a sudden that helps me 
renew and, and maintain that passion to share Christ with other people. And so that's what he said in this scripture. He said, you know, you, you have abandoned your first love. And the only way that we can see those broken windows, the, the only way that I know how to is that we we have to repent and we have to we have to remember, we have to return to a, a passionate pursuit of Jesus Christ because out of that comes a love for broken windows and for lost people. And so don't ever stop remembering. I love that that's a song by Matt Red, Redman. He says, may I never lose the wonder. Oh, the wonder of your mercy. Uh, and that, that I love that portion of that song because when I sing it, that's I just, Lord, let me never forget. Let me always remember what it was like to get saved. Let, let me never forget what it was like to not have you in my life. And to think there are hundreds of people in our community, thousands, wherever you live, of broken windows, of people that desperately need Christ. And God has put you and me for such a time as this into their life. Remember, 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 Go, don't stop remembering how, how you came to know Jesus and how Jesus transformed your life. And let that be a motivator to go and bring life change into the hearts and lives of other people. Number one, remember. Number two, to rethink. In this passage of scripture, he says, it's time to rethink and change your ways. Go back to how you first acted. You know, I am coming up on 20 years of marriage. I'm very excited about that. I am desperately hoping that Rachel will let us go <laughs> on a cruise or do something awesome because I just want to make it epic, that 20-year celebration. Um, but, you know, marriage is just as much as marriage is awesome. Marriage is hard, too. And I think this broken window concept could apply to our marriages where, you know, we, you know, when we first get married, uh, we're in love with each other. We're talking to each other. We're communicating. We're going on dates. We're all these kind of things. You know, remember, remember what it was like um, be, before you got married and that passion and zeal that you brought into that relationship. And and now 20 years in, and it, it's harder again because it's not the same. Yeah, there's kids, there's jobs, there's responsibilities. There's all these kind of things that we have. But here the Bible says, go back to how you first acted. And I think that's the, the the number one thing I could tell all of us Christians that have been Christians for t 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, whatever, is that, you know, don't stop act. Don't stop acting like you did when you first got saved. Now, hopefully you've grown in wisdom and, and those kind of things, which are necessary. And you're not a you're not a baby in Christ. You, you've grown up, but don't lose that wonder. Don't lose the passion. Don't lose the purity. Don't lose. Don't lose the zeal. Uh, and another version, it says to repent. And so for many of us, we need to repent because number one, we've lost our passion for Christ. We, we have just gotten such a spiritual funk. We are just religious and we need to repent and we need to get right with God. And that's what the Bible says, repent and return. And for many of us, as I speak to you, the church today, we need to repent because we are like that guy who saw that there was a broken window. But yet he is like, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And then through the course of time, all of a sudden, he ceases to even see the broken window anymore. You know, that that is so how we are as followers of Christ is we walk. I mean, we literally walk by unsaved people every single day, day after day. And it doesn't even bother us. You know, that doesn't even move us anymore. Uh, lost people. If I stood up on the stage and said, you know, 
tonight. We need to pray because there's people that are dying and going to hell without Jesus. Does that, does that do anything for us? Does that stir anything inside of us? If it doesn't, you know what? We need to repent. We need to rethink what are we doing? And I challenge uh, that individually. And that was my challenge that night when I spoke to the churches of our community is we need to rethink how we're doing church because our, the way we're doing church is it just built around us and our satisfaction, or is it about pleasing the heart of God and repairing the broken windows of our community and families and people that are all around us that need Jesus? So number one, remember, rethink. And number three is to return, is that we need to return. Uh, however, if you do not return, I will come quickly and personally remove your lampstand from its place. You know, here's what I have learned in my time of being a follower of Christ and someone who's been in the church and a part of ministry. If we don't make that effort to do the work of God, then, you know, this, this scripture said, how does it say? I want to read it one more time, flipping pages around here a little bit if you hear that in the background, but I will come quickly and personally remove your lampstand from its place. You know, and that's why God is like, God, sometimes he shakes things up. That's why sometimes he brings in new ministries and people because he's like, listen, if you are not going to reach people, if you're not going to repair the broken windows of the hearts and lives of people, then guess what? I'm just going to have to use someone else. <laughs> it's that simple. And it's that, and it's kind of scary, you know, as a pastor of a church, because I am trying to make sure that people are happy. I, I, I want people to enjoy the church, but Listen, our primary calling as a church is to minister to people. It's you know, we're we're right in the middle of now talking about missions at our church. So the, the emphasis of the church is to go into all the world and preach the gospel, making disciples of all men. Church is not about us anymore. It's about broken windows. It's about it's about discipling people, it's about loving people. And uh, you know, really the American model of church is anything but that. It's really about being cool. It's about the show. It's about producing uh, something that people will like. So everyone wants to come there. It's, it's about, sometimes it's about being cooler than the other church. So we can get most of the Christians to come our church, our church instead of the other church. I mean, come on, be real now. You know, you know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. Listen, it, I, I, I get it, but I want to come back to that purity. I want to remember what it was like before I came to know Christ, I want to remember what it was like to receive Christ. And I want that to be the motivator of my life. I want to rethink about what, you know, how I'm doing church and religion and all those kind of things. And I, I want to remember that God, it's about broken windows. God, it's about broken windows and touching the hearts and lives of people. So finally, Lord, let me return. Let me return and help me not to forget the broken window. And I pray that over for you. And I want to encourage all of you. I, I spoke, this, spoke this specific word to pastors, but I'll speak it um, over the podcast today. And and I, at, at our time of prayer conclusion, I said this. I said, uh, I felt like this was a word from God for pastors, but uh, even maybe for you as you're listening to it today, I'm going to give it to you. It says, I didn't bring you here because there was nowhere else to go. I brought you here because I chose you. And I was encouraged by that myself individually. It's not that this was the only place that I could go. It's the place that God has chosen me to be. And so wherever you're listening to this podcast, I know I have friends in different parts of the country and hopefully parts of the world that are listening to this podcast. I want you to know that that God chose you to be where you're at and he chose you to be there because there's a bunch of broken windows that he wants you to minister to and to touch. And my prayer is just for our community, that we'd have unity, we'd have a passion and a zeal together 
to fix broken windows. Hey, thank you for joining the Grace Point Daily Podcast. I hope that this broken window episode encourages you, lifts you up, and challenges you to be a radical follower of Christ. Thank you so much. We will talk to you next time.